Boraway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornis. And I'm MK Ashford. And you might have noticed that we are switching things up a bit this month because so much has happened. So we're going to start with our Swift report for February now, and we'll do our next main episode in two weeks. Um, so much has happened. We've got an album announcement, the Grammys. We've got the Super Bowl in a couple of days. It, it was important for us to make the switch. Understandably, we had to talk urgently. This is like almost an old emergency episode because it had to get moved up. We had to chat, obviously. Yeah. The only thing we're going to miss is the Super Bowl, but I'm assuming there won't be big news from that. Yeah, and if there is, then we'll do an emergency episode. But I cannot see a world where we do an emergency episode about the Super Bowl. We would be in a parallel universe, but... Yeah, this isn't that kind of podcast. So, like, something crazy would have to happen. Yeah, like, insane. We're not going to talk about them, like, winning or losing. No. Yeah. I don't care about professional sports. No, me either. So, let's get into it. Obviously, there's a really big announcement (laughs) that has been made since we last talked. Um, Rep TV? Found no. dead in a ditch. Dead. And also our predictions for the year. Yeah. We've already... Pretty much dead. We've already... It's gone. Dead. Donezo. But you know what we do have? Our new album. Is the Tortured Poets yes. Department. Let's <laughs> let's get into it. So, MK, where were you when Taylor announced this? Okay, I made the biggest mistake of my life. All right? You sure did. I assumed that I would be hearing about Rep TV. And I knew the Grammys were on and I said, you know what, though, I can monitor this from my phone. I'm going to the movies. So I was in a reclined, heated AMC theater seat when my phone went off. Well, first I like saw her show up on the carpet. I was looking at pictures during the movie of her dress and I was like, oh, that's like not really that rep vibes. But I just moved on. I was like, we're going to get it. It'll be fine. And then me and my roommate who was next to me, we both got like five texts in a row at the exact same time. So we were like, this is it. We like opened it and looked at each other and we're just like, oh my God, like totally different than what we were expecting. What about you? I was also expecting Rep TV. I was hosting a Grammys watch party. That's kind of like my Super Bowl. I love award shows. And I was telling everyone like, just so you know. Rep TV is going to be announced. She's wearing six necklaces. Her website went down and there was like a scrambled word that spelled out red herring. I bet that's one of the from the Volt tracks. I I bet that's going to be like our first single or something. Look at her. She's wearing black and white. And when the the website error code said something about phone lines. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, she can't come to the phone right now. Well, that was insane, actually. It all checked out. But it was literally a red herring. 
So Taylor goes up to accept best pop album of the year. And I'm like, everyone shut up. We're about to hear Reputation TV. Everyone be quiet. And um, instead, she announced a brand new album, The Tortured Poets Department. And uh, everyone was shocked. All of us were shocked. Uh, my friend Ben and I, we immediately went to taylorswift.com slash merch. We bought the collector CD immediately. We had to sit in a queue to check out. So that was interesting. We did not see it coming. No, I I had no idea. I I We truly, like, I don't think either of us predict we predicted that there would not no. be a new album this year both of us no i predicted that there might be one at the very end but i did not think it would happen now no i i there's really no words for the shock that i felt but now it's like it's making sense okay like two re-records a new album two re-records a new album yeah but still and then i'm sure we're gonna get two re-records a new album yeah so this is gonna last forever basically we're in purgatory tv purgatory I know we're never going to finish the TV as we really thought this year, but I wonder if it'll stay per year. So like we won't even get rapper debut until next year because Midnight's 2020 it was the only thing that happened in 2023 or 2022. Can I be brave? Excuse me. Can I be brave for a sec? You may. I want the TVs to end. I know you do. I, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to hear debut and rep TVs, but I'm ready for this chapter to be done. And I really hope this isn't prolonged for a couple more years. You you did get your favorite album already. So that's all I'm going to say. Fair. Totally fair. You're lucky. I Just how many more episodes are we going to have of these? And how long is it going to take? Are we going to have a GFAW episode 146 in 2025 or 2026 about debut TV? Probably. Are we even going to have listeners anymore? Are listeners going to be like, great. They loved the album then and they still love it now. What an interesting episode. All right. Let's not manifest that. Okay. First of all, we have to talk about the difference in sound. And second, we have to talk about the vault tracks. So yes, they will be interested. Weekenders will stay. Okay. But let's let's get back to TTPD. Let's go through the tracks. TTPD. That's just TTPD. I, it's not ideal. Let's start. Let's actually start with that. What do we think about the title and the cover? I. I like the cover. Love the cover. So I sexy. I hate the title. I'm so confused. It's giving... It's giving Dead Poet Society. It is. Uh, I'm afraid... I'm not going to say what I really feel. We're going to move on past it. But I also don't like it. Well, what do you really feel? That's like we literally started a podcast so we could talk about how we feel about Taylor Swift. So we might as well live up to our duties. It's giving Lana Del Rey knockoff. Yeah, no, for sure. Along with all of these titles. And I, you guys, I love Taylor. I am so excited for this album. I love any new music from Taylor. I am ready for this. I will probably throw a listening party. But just so far, I'm like, what What direction is she going in? I'm not certain. I don't think it's that far off from the vibes of Midnight's um, with the song titles and stuff. But... Yeah, I don't love the title. And when we got the the track list and the back of the album, um, it says the manuscript at the top. So one, that sketches me out. It makes me feel like there's going to be more. Two, that should have been the title of the album. The manuscript the would have been an excellent title. Like, what is up with this whole lore of her being a chairman? They keep saying our chairman. And I'm like, this is getting weird. We have so much lore in our fandom already. 
chairman and department are just not they don't roll off the tongue like they're not good words for this it's not words that make me think of taylor swift i'll say that no and they're not and not catchy that's not the word but you know what i mean no i know what you mean because every single album we've had until this point all 10 albums previous to this have been one word unless you speak now yeah but you you know that's like a phrase you know you know what i mean you guys know what i mean yeah, yeah. one word this is a mouthful this is uh several syllables let's count them b tortured poets department eight syllables damn it's too many but i digress we can't change it now okay let's so let's get into the song yeah. titles. Uh, let's alternate between each of the sides. I'll start with side A. We've got Fortnite featuring Post Malone, the tortured poets department. My boy only breaks his favorite toys and down bad. Okay. Fortnite. All I can think about is that TikTok song about the game Fortnite. Yeah. Um, two, excited for Post Malone. I think this will be a really, really good pairing. I think so, too, because I can't imagine Post Malone hopping on like a shitty feature. You know what I mean? No. And he's done pop. He's done folk. Like he could do anything that Taylor can do. You know, like he can match the vibes. Yeah. His voice can go with whatever she's putting out there. So I am really excited for Fortnite. And is this the first time she's ever started an album with a feature? I find that very interesting. Yes, it is. That is interesting. I wonder if it's her favorite. But you know, it might be, it might be like the Taylor special of features where he's barely on it. So true. Could be another nobody, no crime, or any of the others. Literally any of them. The torture poets department must be one of the like Lana titles, like a title that's not like she doesn't say. There's no way she's saying that in the song, right? God, I don't know. I do not like that sequence of words. I don't like it. I. Hate it. It does not roll off the tongue. I don't like it. And I say that as an English major. Like, I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Sue me. And the other two, I think that they could turn cringy easily. But I trust her because I've told you before, the phrases like down bad that are very uh, trendy kind of scare me and make me think that they're going to be like cringy songs. But she dispelled that with hits different. So yeah. I will trust. I wonder if it's going to be down bad in a sexy way or in the same way hits different down is bad. a little sad. It's a good question. All right. Let's move on to side B. All right. Side B. Track five. So long London. That one's going to hit. But daddy, I love him. Fresh out the slammer. I am excited and for that. Florida through exclamation points featuring Florence and the Machine. I'm very interested in side B. Side B is where it's at. That's all I got to say. Let Okay, let's go by these one by one. So Long London. Okay. Obviously, this is going to be a sleigh. Obviously. It's going to be so sad, right? This is, go- or- this is the antithesis <sighs> of London Boy. This is the anti-London Boy. It could be like kind of fun. Like sometimes she does that with track fives. Like uh, all you had to do is stay. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But we know what track five's about. We know we know what's going to go on there, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. But Daddy, I Love Him could be cringe. I'm not going to lie. Let's talk about the lore of this. Okay. 
I obviously know, obviously. but Daddy, I love him as resident Disney adult. Uh, comes from the movie The Little Mermaid, and Taylor which did- was a Little Mermaid for Halloween one year while she was dating Joe. And the movie came out in 1989. I mean, her mind really. So, I know, I know. And we used to think that her costume was like about being silenced by Scooter, Scott, etc. Which probably still. That's definitely why she wore it at the time. But I wonder if now she's like, oh, being silenced by Joe. Always being silenced by a man. Giving up her voice. No longer letting herself be jeweled. Jeweled. For a man. I know. Because like the theory now, I think, is that Joe asked her to give up her career. And that's why they broke up. Or like heavily scale back. Mm-hmm. Like she did for all those so I wonder years. If this is yeah, like- I think he wanted yeah. that to be the norm. And that's just not her norm. Yeah, so maybe that's why she still feels connected to Ariel in a way. Oh, I'm so excited for that. So fresh out the slammer? How do you you're excited. You're excited. Um, he can be my jailer, Burton to my tailor. She is literally being like, I'm out of jail. He is no longer my jailer. I this is kind of giving me getaway car vibes. I'm free, I do whatever I want. I know, but the title, like, I just feel like the title is so like I don't know. Like, she's trying to be, like, hard. I'll have to hear it. But it might be, like, a vigilante shit vibe where she is trying to be hard, but it kind of hits. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, of course, Florida, three exclamation points. We've got two Florida girls on the pod featuring Florence and the Machine. We really won with that one, Floridians. We really Everyone's won. talking about how uh, Florida was her first stop on the tour post-breakup announcement. I don't know if it's going to have to do with that, but I can't imagine what else she would connect with Florida except for me. Yeah. This could just be like a G-Fa anthem, actually. So maybe the song is about when she went to Tampa on the Eras tour and saw the most stunning curly-haired girl in the crowd. Yeah. She fell in love. It might be. The three exclamation points stand for M-K- I mean, I guess A for Ashford. <laughs> I was hoping yeah, I could no, come that's... up with something silly, but I couldn't. Sorry, everyone. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm. I feel like Florida makes it seem like ah, like I'm anxious about it. I know the exclamation points are a choice. Three of them. It's a choice. But that's how I felt about question dot 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 yeah. question mark. I am we'll so see. excited, and I love Florence and the Machine. I know that'll be really good. I think. I do fear they might be background noise. I think I would accept that because I feel like Florence has a good, like, willowy, flowy background vibe. Yeah. That's why I, like, expect. Yeah. I think it could work. Okay. Okay, Side C, guilty as sin, question mark. Another question mark. Who's afraid of little old me? Another question mark. I can fix him, parentheses. No, really, I can. And L-O-M-L. Let's chat. Okay. Guilty as sin. What's up with the two question marks back to back? I don't know why guilty sin would be a question mark. Yeah, lean in, baby girl. Interested to see why it's, we're unsure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is he guilty of sin? He might be. Who's afraid of little old me? Wait, hold on, pause. I do want to back up to guilty as sin. Uh, we okay. talked about this after Midnight's, how good Taylor is at using religious imagery. 
if we could get some religious imagery in this, I would love it. And I still stand by the fact that I want a sweatshirt that says, God rest my soul. So anyway. I miss who I used to be. That, oh my God, what have could have, should have. Like sometimes I just forget about it. And when someone brings it up, I'm like smacked yeah. in the face by it. It's just so insanely good. So yeah, I kind of hope she brings that religious vibe into it because um, she's so good at it. But mm-hmm. okay, who's afraid of little old me? I can't fathom. I cannot fathom like what this is going to be about, what it's going to sound like. I'm like, what are we talking about here? It's giving Goldilocks. It's giving the three little pigs and the wolf. It's giving fairy tale. I'm confused. Who who do we think is afraid of her that she's trying to downplay? I wonder like, if it's fasci- facetious because she's obviously not little. I mean, like on a literal level, she's a tall woman. So I wonder if she's like yeah. leaning into that. Like, I know. I wonder. I feel like it could go the Scott Scooter route of like she really took over and won that scenario and they should be afraid of her. Or like, I don't know, like drama, I guess it could be about like Kanye. I don't, not really. I mean, I don't think she's like still thinking about him, but also I think she does still think about him like every day. She really hasn't let it go yet. Or maybe. Or it could go like Joe route. Or it could be like, I love to bake and knit. Why do I have so many haters when I'm so wholesome and cute? There is that. That's giving thug life. Yep. Or thug story. Is that what it is? Thug story? Yes. It's a thug story. Can you tell me that? I had a dream last night. I had high top nikes. Anyway. Diamonds in my mouth and diamonds on my mic. (laughs) Okay. Next up. I can fix him. No, really, I can. I love the parentheticals here. I have been judging the longness of the titles and the Lana Del Rey knockoffness of it all, but I do like this title. I think it's silly. I think it's leaning in. I don't know. I kind of feel like this could be like, I don't, people aren't going to like that I'm going to say this because a lot of people don't like gorgeous, but I could see this being silly like gorgeous is silly. And I love gorgeous. Um, I'm interested in the fact that you linked this to a Lana title. Have you not seen the discourse about it seeming just like many of the 1975 titles with the parentheses? The 1975 loves a parenthesis. True. And... Not only does it mimic a lot of their titles, this sounds like a song that could be about Maddie Healy. Yeah, it could be. And I'm really hoping for some Maddie Healy songs on this album. Yeah. It's, we've got to get them. It's been almost a year now. And I, like, I have to know. I got to get some tea on that relationship. Yeah. And I, I, I think this could be it. Because this is really sketch. Yeah. With the parenthesis. They do that all the time. That's a really good point. I hope it's true. Me too. All right. Love of my life um, or LOML. Eh. I'm not interested Eh, by this. It's not giving. It's not giving. It's just, you know. And this could end up being my favorite song of all time. But just looking at the title and all lowercase, I'm like, meh. And technically it's not. But kind of it is interesting that this is her second song title that is the same as one of Harry Styles' song titles. Hmm. So like, sort of, but not really because he has love of my life. But What if it's another Harry song? Now I'm interested. Now I'm back in. 
You know, I hate that I can no longer really see them as endgame now that I see her and Travis's endgame. Yeah. I miss I miss them. I miss Haler every day. Listen to our Haler episode. It was very fun. Maybe I will. I was talking to our audience, actually. But you can't too, MK. No, I, mi- I miss them, <laughs> so I might. <laughs> okay, uh, side D. I can do it with a broken heart. The smallest man who ever lived. The alchemy. And Clarabelle. With the bonus track, the manuscript. This feels like a sad ending. It does. So I can do it with a broken heart. Definitely going to be wrecking me, for sure. I Yeah, this is going to be about her performing Lover on the Eras tour, for sure. Yeah, or performing... Anything. Yeah, at all. Yeah. That's going to be hard. The smallest man who ever lived. Can't wait for that. I wonder who this is going to be inspired by. Oh, one million percent, Joe. He is so small in his ways. Okay. I I'm I have no predictions. I it's left me speechless. Okay. And the next one is Am I crazy or is that already a song? No. Didn't she do a song with the national called The Alchemy? No. Hmm. Why do I like this word has come up before? When? With wizards? No. Oh. It was like when Jack or the National was performing in New York and they had that poster. I could have sworn this word was like in it. You're thinking about the Alcott. Oh. Yeah. So those are different words. Yes. Alchemy. Good to know. Is a like a snake oily pseudoscience thingy from way back in the day where um, alchemists would try to turn substances into gold, uh, which is interesting because it's golden. I used to believe love was burning red, but it's golden. And then... My mere Midas touch on the Chevy door. And then the alchemy is suggesting uh, it was fake gold. Someone, It was invented. It did not come from gold. I put these together and created something with my hands. So that one's going to mm. hurt a lot. Tough. Yeah. Um, And then Clara Bow. There's been a lot of discourse about her on the internet. There... Okay. How much money... Would you give to be in the room when Taylor found out within this past week that Clara Bow's like great aunt's last name is Gaylor? I think I'd give my life savings for that. Because you know she was like, I can just imagine. Are you kidding? She really like flipped a table. Like, are you kidding me? Like (laughs) right after the whole CNN situation, one episode ago. Yeah, Tree had to sit her down and be like, so listen, I have some news. I have some bad news, girly. That was funny. Yeah. But the lore of Clara Bow, from what I've heard, is that she was a silent film star. She went into talking pictures as well. And she ended up giving up her career for a man. She settled down, married him, had his babies. And then she like died young of a heart attack. And she... And like was upset with her life, I guess. And she was the original it girl. Like I think yeah. the term was coined via her. Like that's the etymology of it. And she was frequently in the tabloids due to her love life. So it's giving, yeah. you know, the last great American dynasty. So that's interesting. Could be really good. I know. The lucky one. I do think 
it'll be about how she did not choose her path. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, not like about that, but I think that's why she chose this. I'm interested. I'm sat. Yeah. I'm seated I for to, it. I'm always interested in a little like ancient lore song. Yeah. And then bonus track, the manuscript. I have no idea. It's kind of giving Dear Reader, I guess. I don't. Yeah. Don't Do you think that Dear Reader was like a preamble to this, like to this entire album and the idea of it? That makes sense to me now that you say that. Uh, whenever mm. I first saw the manuscript, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot Taylor was writing a movie and working with the director on that. I wonder what's going on with that. That's what I thought about. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Too. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we'll see. Um, But I like the idea of Dear Reader even more now. And that was already like mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I really like that song. So interesting. So that is the track listing. We are super excited. Now let's get into a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, Let's talk about the title again, first of all, because Joe Alwyn revealed in an interview with Variety in December 2022 that he and Paul Mezcal have a WhatsApp group chat with Andrew Scott titled The Tortured Man Club. Alwyn said it hasn't had much use recently. And Mescal added, I feel like we're less tortured now. This is in 2022. I'm sure the group chat has picked up significantly since then. But do we think this has anything to do with the title or is it just a uh, coincidence, a quinky dink? I don't think that anything Taylor Swift does is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I also would assume that they were broken up at this point. And she probably took the, I feel like we're less tortured now, very personally. And that's why she's coming back with this one. I really do. That's a good point. She did reveal that she's been working on this for two years. Uh, Let's talk about what she said on tour. She said, quote, I've been working on Tortured Poets since right after I turned in Midnights. I've been working on it for about two years. I worked on it throughout the U.S. tour. Soon we'll get to hear it together. And then at a different point in the night, she said, Everyone's like, why do you make so many albums? And I'm like, man, because I love it. I love it so much. I'm having fun. Leave me alone. Cute. I love that for her. I know. Like when she won album of the year and she was like, I just love this so much. I just want to do this forever. And I was like, thank God, because everyone's been talking about her quitting after the re-records. But that's not happening. She's addicted. She is. To the grind. She is. I will say, I do think that because she started working on this right after Midnight's, that it will be like a sister album almost. I think it'll have the exact same vibes. I really do. Is it bad that I hope it doesn't? Like, I loved Midnight's, but I want something new and fresh the way Folklore was fresh. Not that I want a Folklore repeat, but I want something new, something innovative, something exciting. We're running out of genres for that. True, but if we were to go a little bit more of like an indie pop vibe, I'd like that. Yeah. I be this might be like the wrong thing to say, but I not indie pop, but I thought Midnight's was like more interesting than just pop. It's so different than 1989 and Lover, which were super pop. But I think Midnight's is like a little veering off the straight and narrow of pop. I don't know. We all know that I love Midnight's, yeah. so I would be excited if it sounded like Midnight's and You're Losing Me and Hits Different, etc. Uh-huh. I feel like she probably couldn't stop writing, added songs as bonus tracks, all that stuff, kept releasing random stuff and was like, I think I have to make a whole new album. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stop. So, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm scared, but excited. Scared it in a very excited way. 
Yeah. If I start listening and it doesn't sound like Midnight's, I'll be very shocked. Okay. Sound in the Discord, what you guys think. What do you think this genre is going to be? I can't wait for us to clip that and it's like rock and roll or like an opera. Folklore 2.0 and I'm just so wrong. You've been very right before, so we should probably be listening to you. I appreciate that. I like that power. Okay, now that we've wrapped up our discussion on the brand new album, let's get into the Grammys. But first, a word from our sponsors. And welcome back. Let's get into it. The Grammys were February 4th and Taylor was attending wearing this white gown with a very high slit. Super cute. She had black opera gloves, a watch necklace on, six total necklaces, which added to the reputation of it all. And she was awarded for Best Pop Album and for Album of the Year. This makes her the only artist to ever win Album of the Year four times. Midnight's Fearless, 1989, and Folklore. What do we think about this? I think she deserved pop album. For sure. I am a little shocked about album of the year. But the more I've sat with it and ruminated on it, I think she deserves it. And I know that's an unpopular opinion amongst the world. I loved Midnight's. I'm always rooting for Taylor. But I will say this was a tough category this year. And I did not think she was going to win. And I even told our producer, Mijan, it's going to SZA. Like, it's been SZA's year. That's what I said, too. I really... So I was shocked. And I think she was shocked, too, because she announced her new album earlier in the night instead of during the big award. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could tell she was genuinely shocked. And everyone's so sick of her shocked face and blah, blah, blah. But I really do. I did believe it for that one. That one, I know her fake shocked face, and that was not it. Yeah. She was shocked. Yeah. She was also drunk. Yeah. It was the end of the night. People do be roasting her for the way she was acting. Yeah. I. Tough. Unfortunately, this was not a good moment for her with the public, but we have to recognize it is not her fault. She did not vote for herself. If you're going to be mad, be mad at the Grammys committee. I'm mad at the Grammys committee for a ton of things. Just make sure you're directing that hate and upsetness at the right party and not at Taylor. Because I understand wanting the other albums up against her to win. It was a hard category this year, you guys. There were so many good albums up against her. So I get being upset. But like, let's direct that to the right place. I am surprised now that I think about it more that you wanted Sizz's album twin because I think it might be one of the most bloated albums of all time and that is your biggest pet peeve it is so long for no reason and I said that on the podcast that I disliked how bloated it was but it really grew on me in the same way that the Taylor songs I quote-unquote dislike at first like I disliked Maroon at first and now I like Maroon and Sizz's album just really grew on me and of course Olivia Rodrigo would have loved that but it was a hard category this year i don't think i don't think that was it better i don't listen to lana del rey music but people were really hoping she would win and mm-hmm. thought she would but i can't really give insight onto how i feel about that it was very exciting though that all of the major awards went to women so that was super cool true hell yeah girl power yeah and she's breaking records once again so we were talking about the awkwardness of when she went on stage and accepted. Here is the speech that she gave when she accepted Album of the Year. 
quote, I would love to tell you that this is the best moment in my life, but I feel this but I feel this happy when I finished a song or when I've cracked the code to a bridge that I love or when I'm shot listing a music video or when I'm rehearsing with my dancers or my band or getting ready to go to Tokyo to play a show. For me, the award is the work. All I want to do is keep being able to all I want to do is keep being able to do this. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. It makes me unbelievably blown away that it makes some people happy who voted for this award too. All I want to do is keep doing this. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do what I love so much. End quote. And on Twitter, folks were acting like she shot a dog on live television. Well, they were acting like she shot Celine Dion yeah. on live television. Like she strangled her. In the face. Yeah. 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 Punched her, knocked her to the ground, kicked her. So Celine Dion presented the award to Taylor, album of the year. She read out the card and everything. And Taylor did not hug her or um, like touch her in any way or really uh, like strongly acknowledge her in a way that when most people win awards, they typically do. It, It was obvious Taylor was extremely shocked. But for context, it's really important to note that Celine Dion is unwell. She's been unwell since 2022. She has a super rare neurological disorder called stiff person syndrome. So there is a chance that Taylor did not want to touch her out of like fear. This was Celine Dion's first public appearance in years, literally years. Like no one had really seen her. She had to cancel her tour because of this disorder. She could have also just been flat out afraid to give her a hug because this condition causes spasms, difficulty walking. Uh, it messes with her vocal cords. It is like what it's called, stiff person syndrome. It's not, it's like being trapped in your own body and it's really, really scary. So in addition with her being shocked, she also might not have wanted to touch her, which I understand. But like we I said, everyone was acting like she shot Celine Dion in the face <laughs> on live television. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's hear it. I don't think it was about the syndrome. I really don't. Because not only did she not touch her, she did not look her in the eye. Yeah. She did not make eye contact. She did not acknowledge her. It was she should have. She a should little have. it was a little rude. Okay. It was. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say her and act like she disrespected Celine Dion in this grandiose way and was so rude to her and blah 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 blah. Like I just don't really believe that. And then there was the photo that they tried to use to like be like, no, they're friends. They released it immediately after. Yeah. And she was like laying on her. So Both I don't teams. think Celine not touch- posted it and Taylor. You know, they're publicists where they like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, but I don't think that the she didn't want to touch her argument works because yeah. she was quite literally draping herself on her in the photo. Mm-hmm. So, it's- but I do think she was caught up in the moment and that's not a crime. Yes. Context, super important here. But uh, yeah, people were acting like she committed a crime. I think there's just been backlash in general about her, every move she makes, Mm -hmm. everything she's winning, all the videos and photos from backstage with um, Jack, with the way she drug Lana up on stage when Lana clearly did not want to go. It was very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. The boy genius photos, everyone is shitting all over her. And I, this is is the she was overexposed like we brought her all the way to the top as a society we made her the person of the year mm-hmm. and now the natural order of things is people just want to take down they're sick of the way they're sick of the position they put her in mm-hmm. and so they're going to take her down so i think this is all like fodder you know 
people have been sitting and waiting for something that they can properly critique. And now they think they have all of this video evidence of her being this awful mean girl dragging Lana on stage like a monster, even though Lana is on the Midnight's album. But I will say, if my friend pushed back, I watched this live, you guys, and my friends and I were like, she does not want to go up there. And Taylor just kept pulling. That was awkward, but we have to remember they are good friends. So, you know, maybe I've dragged MK to some places she didn't want to go to. Who knows? Probably more the opposite. It, it was a tricky night for Swifties. I'll say that. Tricky night. And ever since then, I mean, not only that, but I've been seeing videos on Twitter critiquing her voice in Tokyo. Yeah. We didn't get that last year. The tides are turning in a very sad way. But you know what? The Swifty Club has been a little bloated for too long. Let's kick them out. Good riddance, Fairweather fans. We don't need y'all. More tickets for us. Stay out of Ticketmaster, please. But you know, these those people are still going to go to the concerts. That's what's hilarious, is that they're still going to want to go. And welcome back. Let's get into it. Universal Music Group, or UMG, decided to revoke its licenses to their songs on TikTok. UMG released a public statement titled, An Open Letter to the Artist and Songwriter Community, Why We Must Call Time Out on TikTok, stating that TikTok did not provide a fair royalty rate in their proposed proposed contract renewal and failed to address their concerns about AI. TikTok then accused the music corporation of, quote, putting their own greed above the interests of the artists and songwriters. So UMG then revoked their license and TikTok removed all UMG artist songs on the platform. This is important to us because that does include Taylor, but it also includes artists like Drake, Olivia Rodrigo, Ariana Grande, Adele, Elton John, BTS, Justin Bieber, SZA, Bad Bunny, Rihanna, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles. Kendrick Lamar, The Weeknd, Lana Del Rey, Troy Sivan, and more. It is like all the biggest artists. I feel like they own 90% of the music Mm -hmm. industry. Like half of my videos are muted now, which is very annoying. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you're TikTok famous. Yeah. How do you feel about this? It's not ideal because I'm suddenly losing revenue on all of those videos. Not that TikTok was paying me a lot, but I was getting some coins. Um, you can go through my account right now and you'll see this little icon in the top corner called muted. And like all of my videos have that now because I used a ton of Taylor stuff, obviously. And people aren't going to watch that video because not only does it removed, remove the music, it removes all the sound. So I can't just replace the song regardless. My mouth is moving and there's no sound coming out of it. Like the sound is gone forever, which is infuriating. That's so annoying. Like it's just gone now. I'm really sorry. That's all right. I haven't been posting lately anyway, but it's it's for the better good. I can acknowledge that because TikTok is basically saying like, hey, you're getting paid an exposure. And UMG is like, we have Drake and Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> We don't need exposure. Yeah. We stand with the artists. Yep. For a better good. All right. And to wrap things up. The Eras Tour movie will be on Disney Plus March 15th. It will include Cardigan and four more surprise songs. Maroon, You're in Love, I Can See You, and Death by a Thousand Cuts. 
I'm excited because I never rented it and I never went to the theaters. That's you haven't seen it. I mean, I saw it live. It's different. I know. But this is what I was going through my surgery and healing. And I just it's also something I want to enjoy in the comfort of my own home. Wow. It's my life All right. Choice. Well, it's a really good movie and I'm excited for you to see it. Do you have Disney Plus? No, I'll steal someone's login. Okay. Well, I really hope you watch it because it's going to be great. It's a really good movie. And I'm excited about Cardigan. Finally. I don't know yeah. what was up with that. That was weird. The four extra surprise songs. Killer. Very excited about those. And I will say I'm a little disappointed that this is her second of three contractually obligated movies with Disney Plus because I was really hoping that she was saving the documentary about the tour for this. Mm. And now we know she's probably not. Mm -hmm. So it is very interesting that Disney Plus announced this. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news. Things are not going well for Disney Plus. They have lost so many subscribers. They have been in the news this week about how poorly they're doing. And then they're like, oh, we got the Taylor movie. We got the Taylor movie. I just find it all interesting that it happened the same week. Yeah. I mean, she she is in a contract with them. Yeah. But I'm sure they were like, could we please? Can we announce please? this, please? So this comes up when you Google Disney Plus and not the other shit about our stocks. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I can't speak on this. <laughs> you can't. And that's why I will. Yeah. Anyway, uh, MK's em- uh, employer aside, thank you for listening to another episode of Good for a Weekend and the Swift Report. You will have your main episode in your feed in two weeks. We just did a little swap a room. We'll be back to normal next month. And also, in two months, Swifty Confessions Round 3. Get <laughs> MK was shocked. I haven't told MK this. We were going to have a meeting. Well, I had no this. idea. We were going to have a meeting before this but we had some technical issues, so we had to push it our meeting to after. But anyway, get ready. Be thinking. Be thinking about your Swifty confessions. You got two months. Honestly, we'll this you. is the perfect time. I think everyone's got some confessions yeah. right now. Yeah. We'll, we be airing them out every week. Yeah, but- we want to hear yours. Like I just chat on the title of the new album, so you can say whatever you want to say. We'll give instructions in our upcoming episodes, but just be thinking right in your notes app, Get a list going and we can spill the tea. And this will be post-Tortured Poets Department. Yes. Well, actually. So you can talk about how you feel about it. uh, Actually, no. It will be about two weeks before the Tortured Poets. Just kidding. We'll do a fourth one later. My thought was, why would I write a full-length episode the same month that we're getting a new album and we're going to have an episode reacting to the album? Why would I do that? Uh, you know what I should there. do? Let our listeners write the episode for me. Send the confessions. So it'll be about two weeks. It'll be the beginning of April, first Thursday of April. That's actually fair because I feel like if we did it after, they would all be about the Torture Poets Department. So, okay, fair, fair. I take it back. Reeling it back in. And in the meantime, you can chat with us on Discord. You can hit up any of our socials. We have a link tree in the show notes of every single episode. We love to hear your thoughts and to connect with you. And we'd love a review. Please make it nice. I know I said some unkind things, but that's because I'm a super fan and no one is immune to criticism. Five stars, please. Please. Thank you. 